Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to the End of Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Regan and I have my sister. And we're here to talk all things Disney, from the theme parks, the movies, the video games, TV shows, anything Disney, we will talk about it. And, uh, yeah, today we are going to, this is the week before, um, D23, so this is our last week of pretty much speculation, and then we're going to get slammed with news, so, uh, I guess we'll see how, how it goes. Um... So I guess let's just get right into it here. Uh, we uh, It's being said that um, for Disney World's 50th anniversary in 2021, uh, Magic Kingdom attractions are set to go through some changes and refurbishments. Um, so what they're going to do is, is not been officially announced, it sounds like, but... Um, uh, that they have uh, adding, they're adding the Disney film characters to Small World, just like they have over in Disneyland. So, oh, okay. You know, like they still fit the style of Small World. They'll just be kind of like dressed up as Disney characters. Yeah, I think I've seen that some pictures of it or something. Right. Cool. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, no, no big deal for me uh today august 15th disney launched a new half day ticket which uh starts at going in the park after 12 and it's like i think for one day it's 80 some dollars a day yeah there's like a two-day option That's which 80, brings it to 88 dollars a day right and a three-day option i'm not really sure what that the four day brings it down to seventy nine. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, some people were very weird about this. I don't have a problem with it because, look, if you had showed up to the park and went in at three p.m. on any other day, you'd have to pay full price. At least now you're going to get some sort of discount if you're not right. an annual pass holder, and you also get. Um, I mean. If you go to a park at noon, you go right when you can at noon, and it lasts until, let's say Magic Kingdom closes at 9 that night, still get 9 hours in it, so that's a pretty good deal. Now, of course, there's going to be some days where Magic Kingdom closes early for the um, uh, the Halloween party and the Christmas parties at like 6 p.m., but it's still 6 hours in there. Um, and if you're somebody that can't go through the whole day, you're, you're getting a better price, better deal for it. So, um, like some people are mocking this and, and stuff that I saw online. I, I, I just, I think this makes it more affordable for people. And then people that don't go the whole day are not wasting $105 a day. Well, I also 
also think, hey, maybe it'll, like, weed out some people in the morning. Right, right. Like, if people are more up to buy that ticket, then maybe it'll, you know, have less people in the bright early morning. Right, it could. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Uh, they're not eligible for fast passes before 12, obviously, and they're not eligible for extra magic hours in the morning. That makes sense. Uh, let's see here. A lot of my stuff is actually movie stuff, it looks like. But we got um, Curl by Sammy Duvall is actually closing it today on the 15th oh, of August. Oh, really? Yeah, I just told you this before we record. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I guess uh, I didn't hear that part. It's I mean, uh, right, by, it, but... right by Splitsville. It's going to close its doors forever today. Uh, so by the time this goes up, you will not have any head start on this. Um, Why? It first Why opened in 2007 in downtown Disney's Pleasure Island. And relocated to the west side in 2013. Um, uh, the Ample Hills Creamery location is rumored to take this spot. Ample Hills Creamery. Oh, that's the one over at um, Boardwalk, right? I guess. I have no idea. I think it is. Man, that's a bummer. We go in that store every single time we go there. Really? Are you going to name a dog after Curl now? No, but like, I just bought Lucas's thing from there the last time we were there. What thing? His sunglass holder thing. Oh, really? Well, I, and Zach I'm sure there's... all kinds of hats. I wish they would have like had a sale, but maybe they didn't just before because we went in there this what a month ago I guess if that it was like the weekend well, after they're going to open a Ron left. John surf shop there uh, around there too so huh well Zach will be bummed uh, I've never walked in there I don't think I don't really care <laughs> just take it down that's fine with me. Um, the last ever Disneyland Forever fireworks scheduled for September 2nd at Disneyland. So, before they change, I guess, into a different uh, different fireworks show. And we have uh, Astro Orbiter has been in an unplanned refurbishment. That's been extended through September 19th at Magic Kingdom. Uh, it closed in mid-July. Heard you say that earlier. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all I have for the parks, except for there's one thing. Uh, the uh, Primeval World, you still can't even book fast passes for it in October. Um, so some people are no. thinking it's never opening up again. I don't know. You really think? I don't know. I mean, like, there's been rumors of Dino Land being on the chopping block in the past. D twenty three is next week. It, maybe they announce something for it, but that would be a bummer. Um, as somebody that worked in Dino Land uh, and likes Primeval World, uh, I, I'd be sad to see it go. Me too. I like that one. So hopefully, it that's not true. But um, I mean, it's it's weird. It's been taking this long, so. Uh, I mean, at this point, they might just think it's it's either maybe they can't fix it all that well, or they're like, by the time we get it back up, we're going to be closing it to demolish it. So maybe they're just going to stop. That would 
suck. I like that one. I like Dinoland. Right. There's also some rumors that uh, the that Figment, uh, the ride, Journey into Imagination, is going to be getting a remodel, a new version. Um, they don't know if Dreamfinder will be making his return in this, but what uh, the internal sources, not of mine, but uh, you know that I've read online, state <laughs> that uh, state that Disney knows they need to get this one right because um, they had a version two at some point that didn't really have Figment in it, and people lost their mind. So then they that was short lived, and they create the version we currently have. Which yeah, still, but this kind of sucks too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's good to have Figment still in the parks, but for somebody that is consistently a top-selling merch, it's mostly because of the people that know him from the original attraction. And Marvel did a whole comic book based on Dreamfinder and Figment, and it was Marvel's top-selling Disney line of comics. So, I mean, I know that... Bob Iger and and everybody there seems to be liking to put all the you know IPs in there. It sounds like you got a pretty good one in Dreamfinder and Figment if you're being able to sell comic books based around it and merchandise right. based around it. And uh, you know I saw a comment somewhere online that that made me think too. It's do they not realize that when they build something original that becomes a Disney property, right? I mean. Pirates, like we've said, Pirates was something that was original to the parks. Haunted Mansion was something original to the parks. And they've spawned into huge merch sellers. And uh, they're, they're famous rides. People know about them worldwide. Um, and they had movies based off of them. Figment, you could easily make a CGI uh, Disney Studios movie about imagination that has Figment in it and Dreamfinder. And that would, if that makes money, then you're like, hey, we already have the ride right here. You don't have to build a new ride like they're trying to do where they fit in. You know, there's been rumors of that becoming an inside-out thing before. Just just take what you already have, make it a movie. Then if it's popular, you don't have to redo the park. Because let me tell you, a movie is going to be cheaper than the park attraction. Yeah. Movie that costs 150 million dollars is probably cheaper than remodeling Journey into Imagination again. Because if you look at Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, which has billions of dollars in it, and uh, you know the whole Hollywood Studios expansion is like is, was one point some billion, I think. It's just cheaper to make the movie, and then if it makes a huge amount of money, you're just like, hey, we already have it right here. Like, take a look at that. Because remember when we went and saw Pirates, when that movie took off. Pirates of the Caribbean had a huge line. It used to be like walk-on. Yeah. And then it became outside of the building, like outside of the queue. And uh, around, you know, where the big um, the big post is that says Pirates of the Caribbean, it used to be like all the way around there heading towards Jungle Cruise. They didn't have to, you know, then they did add in Jack Sparrow, but that's cheaper than probably building a whole ride based off of Pirates. So, right, right. I'm just not sure why they're not leveraging some of the stuff they already have, um, and some of the stuff that sells merchandise, uh, like Figment. I mean, it, it almost seems like a backhanded type thing where they're like, "We know you guys missed the original Figment attraction, so here's 
more figment merchandise for you. You know, like yeah. they don't actually do something to fix the problem. And I feel like that's one of those things that I see a lot of people talk about in these groups saying that they wish they, you know, didn't change it or that Fignet was a better, you know, like, uh, not better, but you know what I mean? Like he was around more or something. Yeah, and the thing is too is like he's original to Epcot. Like that is so special. Um, right. So leverage that, you know. Um, it, you know, we don't need everything based off of movies. And um, the same thing with Country Bears, you know, how that was rumored, but Disney's kind of come out and said that's not happening. So hopefully when they redo this Figment attraction, they have Figment in it and they put Dreamfinder in there. It doesn't have to be the original ride, but kind of get back to the spirit of the original ride. And I think people will start to have more faith. And then, I'm telling you, make a make a movie off of it. Right. You know? If you make something like... Or, or make a Disney Plus... If you don't want to put it in theaters because you don't know how it'll do, make a, make a Disney Plus show or a Disney Plus movie. Um, or even Disney Junior where they can teach you how to use imagination. I mean, like, you know, like, th- there's so many opportunities to use this character that they're not leveraging. Other than putting sure. them on a annual pass holder magnet, you know, for flower and garden or whatever. So, um, you know, because Figment was one of my favorites as a kid growing up. And uh-huh. it's just a shame that he's, you know, there was a while where he wasn't even any, had any presence <laughs> in the I park. Know, but you used, to have, you used yeah. to have meet and greets, they used to have toys of him everywhere, and yeah. So, uh, hopefully. Hopefully that rumor is true and they do take a look at that. There's also rumors of a new Animal Kingdom ride coming and going to be announced at D23. So we'll see how that pans out next week. But so, um, where would you put it? Where would you put a, a Disney ride in Animal Kingdom? Because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so much talk before of them just completely getting rid of that Rafiki thing and using that space for stuff. Yeah, I don't think they will now. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they have expansion pads in like Asia and, and probably other places, but um, and then there's also the option people keep talking about Dino Land getting the axe, um, which again would be disappointing. Um, because I don't know what you would put there. You know, people keep saying Indiana Jones. People say, oh, you could put Star Wars, like, Ewoks there. Like, none of that feels like Animal Kingdom. No, and, no, no. Uh, Especially when you always have a space for that type of thing in Hollywood. Right. Now. I mean, and you that's could... the thing. Most of these things have spaces somewhere else. So right. You could fit Indy in Dino Land if you kept it as Dino Land because he's an archaeologist. So he could be unearthing True. dinosaur bones one time or whatever, but it's still a stretch. But I mean, like it, it just keep it as Dino Land. Just have like, don't don't even replace dinosaur. If you're gonna replace um, Primeval World, maybe make an Indiana Jones attraction where he's like digging up dinosaur bones. Like you can make a story around it, but it's uh, there's certain things I think that need to be untouched, like dinosaur and. Um, it's just a classic. 
No, I agree. It's just like things are set up so nicely now. I wouldn't want to touch any of that. You know what I mean? To like change it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I like everything Iger's done for the company as a whole. It's in a much stronger position. There used to be talks of buyouts with Apple and stuff, but I, I think sometimes we gotta lean, and, and I think they're learning this too because while I think some people are overblowing the uh, attendance issues with Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland because it's not probably going to be as bad as it is going to be here but um people keep calling it a failure it's not a failure i mean it if you look at the right wait times yeah they're probably not what you're used to when you look at like toy story land opening and it's like 120 minutes but california is very different more of a local crowd we're gonna have all the brazilians coming here we're gonna have all the europeans coming here we're gonna have you know, Disney World is the is the location for all the for all the foreigners and um, tourists, and um, California is more of the annual pass holders. So, and also, let's not forget. And Bob Iger brings this up when he talks about it too. He thinks, well, you know what, we had a price increase, which probably wasn't the best at that point, right? Then he also says, uh, also, Rise of the Resistance is not opening until January, so we think some people are staying away, so that way they can experience both attractions. I think people are not giving that enough credit. If you're going to spend... You just looked at prices for Disneyland recently, right? If you're going to spend that much to get to California, do you want to go and not see the full land? Right. Especially if it has a date. You're like, you know what? We can wait until January. We can wait until January, and then we'll, it'll also be warmer over there than it is here in January. Um, but I think Disney themselves shot themselves in the foot with thinking just, you know, people are going to come no matter what, even if we open up half the land. People have gone. Lots of people have gone. There's been long waits, but it's not as um, busy as one would think, I guess. But are we, like, really complaining about that, or are we just putting it down? People are just putting it down. I mean, I would not complain about it. I would love to have free reign uh, well, of the place. that's what I mean, yeah. Um, I was going to say, why would we complain about it? But I heard the ride's awesome. Logan got to ride it, because um, they did cast previews. Yeah. So he got to go ride it. He was in the gunner position of the Millennium Falcon. Um, so there's, like, I think there's five people that you can have in your party. Two of them are pilots, two of them are gunners, and one of them is somebody else. I can't remember. Um, So, that's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to going. I I know I'm only seeing one half of the land pretty much with one ride. But, you know, it's going to open by the time we go back down, and, and I'll be able to enjoy it then. Um... I mean, I wouldn't have gone out of my way just to go for it. Right, I was going to say... Well, I would have waited until the full land is done. But now that, you know, we're going for Mom's birthday, and uh, we had already known we were going then, but I didn't think the land would be open before then, so I was like... Kind of like, ah, you know, we'll just probably see it again, like, from the outside. But 
looks like we're going to have a good chance of, of going. I'm going to try to get there early and stand in line, I guess. The best, that's the thing Star Wars fans do. We stand in line. So we'll, we'll do that at Disney World. Disney fans are good at that, too. So it's good, a good mix. Say, yeah. It's a good mix. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of dreading how big it's going to be at uh, Disney World. The another thing too is people keep spreading this nonsense that uh, it's failing so much. Disney's going to um, rebrand it. They're going to yeah, right. Yeah, no, they did not spend a billion dollars building this to rebrand yeah. it after uh, three months. Not even three months. Um, that's not going to happen. I did read from a source online that said. There have been talks of, they wouldn't say rebranding. What they would say is if episodes nine, episode 9's reaction is not great and, uh, you know, somewhere along that line, uh, they would probably lean more to adding more original trilogy, prequel trilogy stuff in there and not make it so exclusive to the sequel trilogy. Which is what I wanted anyway. Yeah. So, um, so that's something that's been floated about. So it would still be Star Wars. I mean, they're not getting rid of Star Wars. It's the one of the biggest franchises of all time. Uh, and even though people were very split on The Last Jedi, it wasn't... I don't think it was that big of an issue to, to really... Because uh, people keep trying to blame it on that. And people keep trying to blame it on the fact that uh, Ray is the main character. I like The one site that is reporting the whole rebranding thing is a site that has historically been very anti-Disney Star Wars because of it having female leads, pe- uh, um, people of color leads, um, and peddling that stuff. So don't always buy into it when you read that stuff um i think they're gonna wait first to see how disney world does i think disney world can have a much bigger success in it uh just because like i said more people are gonna go there yeah all right so i guess uh do you have anything you said you had some stuff i didn't know if you if we covered everything for parks um yeah the other thing I was just kind of going through here. I think this might actually have something to do with. Oh, okay. So that, okay. You know how you said about the um, Ample Hills Creamery? Yeah. In this thing, it says they're opening a brand new location, so they're not relocating. Yeah, it was going to be a second location. Oh, yeah, it was going to be a second location. Um, apparently that one's recommended over in, uh, Beaches and Cream by a lot of people, too. Really? Yeah. And where is it? Is uh, it at Beach? No, it's at Boardwalk. Oh, it's Boardwalk. It's Boardwalk. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think where it is. It says they're guessing it'll open by summer of 2020. Yeah. And then, um. Bongo's Cuban Cafe is closing this month. And replacing that will be Be Beatrix. 
neighborhood restaurant, Coffee House and Grab and Go Market, hmm. featuring healthy food options, including vegetarian, gluten free, and vegan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No date has been set, though. There's almost no chance it'll open by the end of this year, it says. Also, the NBA Live uh, City thing, or whatever it's called, is uh, opened on the 12th. And they had an exclusive oh, yes. Funko Pop with my, uh, with Mickey Mouse uh, going up for a dunk. Oh, that's cute. Um, and then, did you say about the cookie dough food truck? Uh, no. It just opened this week. Um, but now there's a cookie dough and everything sweet food truck at Disney Springs as well. It says... Uh, feature all things cookie dough, including cookie dough tacos, funnel cake, cones, and parfait. The tacos look kind of disgusting. I Just give me a scoop of cookie dough. I don't need all this other crap with right. it. Um, so, yeah, it's parked by the other food trucks by Candy Cauldron. Okay. And then also coming later this month is Sunshine Churro. It's going to be two new carts churro carts one in marketplace one on uh, west side mm-hmm. and they're going to have gourmet churros featuring flavors like watermelon salted caramel strawberry cheesecake fruity cereal and cookies and cream you can even dip your churros in in milk chocolate or chocolate hazelnut spread mm. i don't know about all those crazy flavors of churros no and then it says rounding out the west side of disney springs City Works Eatery and Poor House. This is in the same complex as the now open NBA experience. It was originally set to open this summer, but it was pushed back to this winter. And it says we would anticipate a push to debut Christmas of 2019. Wow. Um, City Works currently has seven locations across the country, and they offer 90 plus local, regional, and global craft beers on tap with a constantly rotating list and american cuisine they have a bunch of you know outdoor seating indoor seating tvs and uh gift shop apparently um it says it will serve as the restaurant for nba experience but it will also have an you know its own um entrance and exit if not through there as well uh it says City Works is likely to compete with Splitsville and ESPN Club as the go-to for sports fans. Hmm. And then it says, finally, there's still unnamed space restaurant adjacent to Mission Space at Epcot. Back in May, they announced that this would be open in 2019, but I guess there's nothing. It's still not slated for yeah. um, a certain day or whatever. They don't have an exact opening day for that Hmm. some people are saying they highly doubt it'll end up opening this month oh yeah probably or i mean this year this year i'm sorry um because in this picture it looks like it's still kind of being built like i'd say it's far along uh, yeah i would say i'd put it on the same time frame as guardians yeah just expect it around then and if it comes earlier there you go (laughs) Um, okay. And then this other new thing that they just released yesterday, 
Uh, it says, Walt Disney Imagineering partners with Khan Academy. I guess I'm saying that right. It's K-H-A-N. To bring you Imagineering in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever been one of those guests who's visited a Disney theme park and found yourself inspired to dream, build, and create, there's a new online program you just can't miss. It's a free online program that brings together the diverse talents of Disney Imagineers around the world for a one-of-a-kind learning experience and is part of Disney's commitment to helping the youth create the future they imagine. It offers 32 videos in which Imagineers share how they use a wide range of skills from story development and conceptual design to math, physics, and engineering to create immersive experiences. The online curriculum aims to ignite curiosity, inspire creativity, and encourage innovation in the minds. Um, It says modules range from a tutorial on engineering software to an interactive exercise where learners are encouraged to gather items around them and create something new. I think it sounds awesome. Hmm. And even more awesome that it's a free thing through, you know, the internet. So I'm going to have Lucas check that out. All right. We're going to go to some movie and streaming news here um so let's get to probably one of my most anticipated things for the year is the november 12th launch date of disney plus and they announced during the quarter three earning call earlier this month that uh they're going to do a disney plus bundle uh which is uh, usually disney plus is 6.99 a uh, a month it's going to be 69.99 for a year which is 583 a month but they're also going to release a Disney plus ESPN plus Hulu subscription that's the Hulu with the ads not the unli- not the no ads Hulu for 12.99 a month it's 11.99 a month just for the ad free Hulu $5 a month for ESPN plus and it's going to be $7 a month for Disney plus that's a pretty good deal well, and, I was going to say, we were just talking about the other day, that's a good deal, because if we were to be paying six ninety nine for Disney+, Plus and we pay five ninety nine, I think, for Hulu, or six ninety nine, yeah. whatever it is, you know, we might as well just get that one and get ESPN with it. Right, right. And the thing, too, is that this has, um, I mean, that's cheaper than Netflix. Netflix is $13 a month right now. Yep. And you're getting three streaming platforms. Pretty That's crazy. True. They're really going out to kill Netflix, or at least put a severe dent in them. Uh, and, uh, the problem is, it's I'm just work. worried about once that happens. And oh, then the prices will like, increase. Right. How much? But Netflix isn't going away either. Uh, they'll uh, they'll be around. It's just it's gonna with with these type of deals, they're gonna. What, what they're also doing is immediately increasing how many people are going to sign up right away, right? So that's mm-hmm. going to help their sales. That's going to help their earning calls that they do because they're going to say, hey, in our first month, we got this many subscribers, and that's going to look amazing. Plus, they're trying to get Hulu more subscribers, right? So now if you bundle that with Disney+, Plus, People that might say, "Hey, that's a really good deal," and I want to—I always want to try Hulu. Now you're adding more subscribers to Hulu too, which bumps up their their shares. You know, so I mean, it's a pretty smart move. If you can have three streaming services and bundle them all together, that's a pretty good move. 
plus ESPN Plus is a steal right now. It's so many, so much good stuff on there. Um, speaking of Disney Plus, Disney announced during that call that they are working on reboots for some of the 20th Century Fox movie library that they acquired during their merger with Fox. Properties like Home Alone, Night at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Cheaper by the Dozen. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, wait, what were the first two other than Cheaper by the Dozen? Home Alone, Night at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because I was going to say, I heard those three before, and then this was the first time I heard the Cheaper by the Dozen. Well, Cheaper by the Dozen's already been redone, right? That was like an old one. Yeah, the Steve Martin one is a remake, yeah. I don't know. I think it's silly and stupid. I mean, I know they're only doing it for their thing, but, like, what's the point? Especially Night at the Museum. It's not even that old, and I can't even imagine anybody else doing it. See, that's the one I'm more excited about out of these. I mean, Home Alone, you can't replicate. They've tried with five sequels or whatever. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I don't know much about. Okay. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, you could make a whole storyline about people with 12 kids and not name it that um and not you know because it's probably gonna be different than what happens well why do we have to remake any of this at all anyway can they not come up with something else now they can the thing is they're this is this is the thing that they want the brand names these are you know, I don't even think of Night at the Museum as a strong brand. It's just three movies. But... I don't think of Cheaper by the Dozen as one either. No. No, but... Uh... And I of a Wimpy Kid is just... That's not even that old either. No, but it's a book series that is popular, so they're probably wanting to lean on that. Night at the Museum would be fine, I think, if... I don't know. I, I would probably rather a sequel, but you can't really do that, I guess, with Robin Williams gone. But, um, man, so it, it has to have been five years since the last night at the museum already. Because he was in that. Um, and he died five years ago, so I think it came out after his death. Because um, th- that's just a cool concept. I, I'd be down for a, for a night at the museum. Uh... Or what they could do, there's a very popular book series that is made by Disney that is Kingdom Keepers that has a very Night at the Museum type plot, but the attractions and stuff come to life at the park after hours. Do that. Put a new spin on it. You know, you don't need Night at the Museum if you can have, you know, Kingdom Keepers. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Night at the Museum is always interesting to me. The first one's really good. The The other two, not so much. But the first one is... The kids like that one, too. We watched it not too long ago. The first one's really good. Um, so I guess we'll see. I mean, all these may not even pan out, to be honest. It, but here's another thing. They need to make a lot of content for their streaming service. So that's what they're going to do. And they're going to try to... Maybe pick something that somebody's going to click on with that name recognition, I guess. is And, and instantly uh, be let down because it's not the movie they're thinking it is. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Some people 
might be like, oh, yeah, especially, we don't even, I mean, Night at the Museum was actually a while ago for the first one, so there could be kids who are kind of grown up enough now where they'd be like, nostalgia, and be like, oh, I want to see a remake of that, or, I wonder if that means some of these movies, the originals, are going to be on Disney+. Plus. Well, are we gonna, are we gonna get the first three nights of museum? Why not just get the originals and put it on there? Oh, they should be able to, unless if they can't because they're tied up in previous deals. Maybe that's why they want to do the remakes. I feel like there would still be some limitations on that if that were the case. No, no, because the streaming deals would be for completed movies. So let's say Netflix bought the right to Night at the Museum one, and they have it until twenty thirty one or something. Then they might be like, you know what, we're we're gonna make our own. Forget you, you know. Huh. It's gotta have a strong cast if you're doing if you're doing that one again. Because yeah. you can't. You Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller, Robin Williams, um, are the big three in that one. So I mean, you gotta have a strong cast if you're gonna do that. We'll see how it does, I guess. Uh, there's got to be some reason why they think they can they can do it. Must be some research they've done. Uh, People Magazine revealed the exclusive first look at the cast of the live-action version of Lady and the Tramp. That's going exclusively to Disney+. Plus. Uh, now, this will be probably something that I never watch. But uh, this launches on November 12th. Because uh, yeah. the the picture of this makes it look like uh, like snow dogs or Airbud. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be super impressive. No, because I think that's what they did. I think they took real dogs. They're not like CGI dogs, and then they're probably just gonna animate them with their mouths, like they do for like Airbud and snow dogs and hero right. dogs and all the all the spinoffs they've done of those dog movies. And uh, Freeform is going to be showing a marathon of for a month of Disney stuff, kind of like they do for Christmas and um, Halloween. But they're doing a full month in September of Disney. Um, they're airing a brand new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge adventure awaits. It's hosted by Neil Patrick Harris, and it's on September 29th. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, did, yeah. Two-hour special. Say. What? It's a two-hour special. Yeah. Go ahead. No, nothing. I was just going to say about the whole month of September being freeform thing. Uh, so here's a better information about that. It says, hosted by Neil Patrick Harris, the immersive, exclusive television event will invite audiences to explore the epic new lands and learn more about how this planet of Batu came to life. With celebrity guests including Kaylee Cuco, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Jay Leno, Sarah Hyland, Miles Brown, and more, Walt Disney Imagineers and Disney cast members will share how they brought Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to life with fascinating insider details. The special will follow Harris as he meets up with Key for some laughs in Olga's Cantina and takes a tour of Batu Highland. Will learn about the tensions between the First Order and the Resistance and create her own droid at the Droid Depot. Jay Leno will explore Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run inside and out 
and Kuko will take a special peek inside the highly anticipated and out-of-this-world attraction Star Wars Rise of the Resistance opening December 5th at Disney's Hollywood Studios and January 17th at Disneyland Park. So that's probably the only thing I'm watching during that 30 days. Yeah, I mean, everything else is stuff you've already seen. Right, right. Um, and one, uh, we got a rumor here, and we got some financial news. So I'll hit up the financial news first because it's not that juicy. But Toy Story 4 crosses $1 billion, and it is the fifth Disney film this year to hit a billion dollars, which is the first studio to ever have five movies in one year with a billion dollars. And this is before Frozen 2 and Star Wars Episode 9 this year. So, uh, Star Wars Episode 9 might be rough to reach a billion within the year because it's near the end of December, but um, Frozen should hit that no problem. Yeah, I would think. And uh, the last rumor I have here is uh, from Deadline.com. So it's not really a rumor, but this is probably something that's going to be announced at the Disney Plus panel next week or at the Lucasfilm stuff, if they have any particular Lucasfilm stuff. Uh, Ewan McGregor is signing on to become Obi-Wan Kenobi in a yet-to-be-titled Disney Plus series. Uh, details about the series are kept under wraps, but he will be playing a... Uh, he played a younger version of, you know, Obi-Wan in the original... Um, not the original. In the prequels of the original trilogy. Um, and he made a voice-only cameo in The Force Awakens. Uh, so this is from Deadline.com. So again, not not like really rumors. They kind of report on the industry, so probably got it on some good authority. Um, originally it was going to be, there was rumors of it being a standalone movie, the Han Solo movie, kind of not having a great box office, kind of made Disney rethink some things. Um, also, they, um, uh, it sounds like in order to get him to really, to make the deal, they're, he's supposed to be directing a few of these episodes. So there's going to be eight episodes supposedly and that um, he would direct some. So he kind of gets to further his career in the, in the directing. So that might be what initially drew him in, but he's always talked about, he would always come back as Obi-Wan anyway. So I guess we'll, we'll probably get that announced, which uh, he was, Obi-Wan's my favorite character. He's my favorite Jedi, and he's, um, and especially Ewan McGregor's portrayal of him when I grew up in the prequels was, I mean, for a movie, for the prequels that get constantly crapped on for their acting and their delivery, Ewan McGregor nailed it each time he was out there. Um, even if the script wasn't the best, he went out there and, and just gave an all-star performance. So I would happily see him in a series between episodes three and four he's now aged up a bit so that might even help out with you know it's been 14 years since revenge of the sith um so oh, yeah. you know he's kind of around that age where it kind of fits pretty well i think that's true 
And that's pretty much all I got here. Um, did you have anything else? I don't think so. I think that was it. I'm sure I'll think of something after we get off the phone. Oh, one thing I want to say, one thing I want to say about parks is this kind of just started recently. You can now get, when you're choosing your magic bands, you can choose, uh, special magic bands. Dude, we've talked about that before. And they're at a discounted rate. Did we? I don't remember talking about it. Yeah, I brought it up a long time ago. Oh, whatever. Because I just started seeing stuff about it, and uh, I'm supposed to be getting the Galaxy's Edge wristband when, uh, for the art trip in October. Uh, now, did you have problems with, like, clicking different ones and it would tell you it was out of stock, or no? Uh, no. Because literally everyone I select, it tells me it's out of stock. And then I really? want to know why it's still sitting on the website if it's out of stock. That's weird. Well, they change it every hour, too. Supposedly. I know, but why keep... Like, literally, it was out of stock when Mom looked at it hours before, and then it popped yeah. back up when I looked, and it was still out of stock. So why know. did it come back? I don't know. I'm not getting my hopes up that I'm actually getting the wristband in case if they come back and say it's been out of stock. But uh, it's limited release, so hopefully I, I get it. And if not, you better get your money back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how it was even going to charge me. I guess it would charge me at the... Because it didn't... When I selected it, it never prompted me to pay anything. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe huh. I'll log back on and see if it still has it selected. I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to just put it on the bill of the room or what. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. I figured it would prompt me to, um, like, pay right then, you know? Right. Well, if that is everything, then, you know, you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook.com slash Grand Podcast. Twitter at uh, BT Disney Podcast, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh... <laughs> um, and uh, Instagram is uh, what is that one? Instagram, uh, behind the dreams podcast. Okay, there you go. We got we got one of them. That's actually <laughs> our name. And uh, yeah, that that's about it. So uh, next time we record will be after D twenty three. I think we're gonna do that. We're gonna just wait because at this point it's only a week away. And uh, like I said, we're gonna try to do different episodes depending on you know they'll probably be shorter episodes that are focused on one on movies one on streaming one on parks um with how they have it staggered there so yeah and also disney's supposed to be making a secret announcement on the 22nd so we'll be covering that whatever that is so we'll be covering that here too next time Um, All right. Well, thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week. All right. See ya. Low battery. (laughs) See ya real soon.